Okay, I'm texting a picture of my gross bug bite that I drew on to you. Okay, there's a lot of new information for me yeah, here. Yeah, this One, is it's a lot. Didn't know you had a bug bite. Oh yep. god, that's awful. And yes. you drew on it. Yeah, I did. Wow, have you seen a doctor? I have, and that's the basis of my story today, Ben. Okay, well, you know, let's get into it. <laughs> Tell me <laughs> why I'm looking at a giant red disgusting well desecrated field of skin with a giant purple mark around it yep. and then an itty bitty yellow boil that has arms and uh two eyes and a smile what the because... fuck did you get bitten by <laughs> okay so this is uh the cover for this episode by the yeah, way this is bleh. a saved photo um, i'm just gonna look at this so i can vomit while we talk <laughs> I was in the garden and I got bit by what I assumed was a mosquito and mm -hmm. on the weekend. So maybe like four or five days ago. And I scratched it at some point and it got angry. And, mm -hmm. you know, an absent-minded scratch with a dirty hand because I've been working in the garden all this time is not good. And so all week I've been like, mm, I don't know if this is getting better. Just don't touch it. And then I must have scratched it absent-mindedly again. And last night I was like, this doesn't feel good. And this morning I woke up to a horror show and I went to work and I was like, it'll be okay. Well, if it doesn't get better, then I'm going to do something. And I got to work today and it was a series of people coming up to me going gross. Like what? <laughs> there's one why, guy. Why are you here? Why have you not gone to see a doctor? We live in Canada. It's not going to break you. <laughs> Well, this is why I love my team so much. My school is amazing because there was basically a lineup of people, like the biology teachers all took turns looking at it to determine whether or not they thought it was a tick bite. And then the out, like the, one of our teachers, like this incredible guy who is like a sports outdoor bikey kind of guy who's always like reminds me of one of the old puppets that makes fun of people on the Muppet show. Waldorf and Statler. What was that? It's called the medium sketch. The medium sketch? Yeah, it wasn't rare, and it certainly wasn't well done. <laughs> yes, I think he might be more Statler than anything, but he's always got a joke, and he came up to me, and his face fell, and that's when I was like, okay, it's serious, because if you aren't making fun of me right now, he's like, you need to go. And while all of this is happening, one of the teachers is on her phone calling a clinic that's nearby to find out if they have any appointments, and she drove me over... And while I was um, getting my appointment, she went and bought me um, Sour Patch Kids. Oh, and then I had a sweet. meeting. So she drove me back to and the school sour. and went and got my meds for me so that when I came out, they were waiting for me so I could take antibiotics because I have a okay. very infected bug bite. So somebody's annual review is uh, coming up, hey? Oh, my gosh. But it just went like a lovely bunch of people to deal with my... Yeah, that's one way to spin this story. Of like me being gross and not able to care no, for myself. Yes. I mean, of just uh, this this thing that like, so your going theory right now is that this is an infection based on a dirt scratch into a wound? Yes. Because my theory is that that is some sort of monster from below the earth, the underdark, that has the, laid eggs inside of you. The uh, you've got doctor. about three moons until that thing rips out of you. The clinic doctor and I were looking at his phone at but different bug bites together. He was like, I don't think it's a tick bite. And I was like, I don't think it tick, it's a tick bite either. I've just never seen an infection like boil yeah. like yeah. this. Like this is a boil. My aunt has one too right now. Like, I don't know what's going on, but my aunt has almost the exact same thing my mom says, apparently. And she had to go to the hospital to have it drained. Cool. So That's... there you go. Wash your hands, kids. I guess, but like, I still don't feel like we can rule out that something has implanted its future offspring inside of you. I mean, one can never really be Did sure. Did you ever see that video of the person getting like that sore on their face cut open and it's just spiders, baby spiders? No, for, oh, it's, that's oh, not it's a, a nightmare. Thing. It's a thing. No, it isn't. I have a firm belief that it's a thing that I'm not looking to back up or say with any no, certainty. No, that was like... That was the same thing that they always talked about on the YTV show. I can't believe we have to do this so early. We have to go to Google. Can't spiders lay babies in your... No, no, I'm pretty... I feel like my brain has an image of this. Like, I've seen it. No. I've seen pictures of people with spiders in their ears. 
Mm-mm. I'm going to find this and we're both going to throw up so much. Oh, pops up pretty quickly under myth. Hey, there you go. In a surprisingly... <laughs> Along with the chihuahua, that's actually a rat. Fact, in a surprisingly widespread urban legend, a nameless woman is bitten by a spider, mm-hmm. usually on her yep. cheek, while on vacation. Mm-hmm. She develops swelling, which in due course, baby spiders emerge. There yes. are 11 other bugs okay. uh, on this listicle here that will actually lay their bugs inside you. Uh, is that the same as like the lady who has a beehive and she always sprays it and then the spiders come out of the beehive? I accidentally found the image of the <laughs> ear spider and I want to die. I want to die. <laughs> I'm not even scared of bugs, and I want to kill myself. If that happened to me, I would die. You would just feel really gross for a couple days. Why am I still looking at this? Don't stop. Close the window. Oh, Oh, good. Here, uh, sweet relief. I'll look at your disgusting boil. (laughs) Ah, thank goodness. And to bring a little little lightheartedness to the situation, Mm -hmm. I drew the boil as a tiny monster. Yeah, it's cute. It's like a jelly from uh, Dragon Quest. Yeah, you know, I like to I like to try him. So hopefully some sort of hero will come along soon and defeat that for us. It's true. It's called antibiotics. Thanks, science. <laughs> oh, no. Haven't you heard? Science isn't real. No, today science is very rule. real. Oh, God, I'm rule. tired. Rule. It rules and it's real. It does. You, we almost made it through an intro without one of us saying. We're tired and old? <laughs> yeah. We almost did it. Uh, this was like a really good intro. Okay. And theme song. Yeah, I know I'm supposed to do the welcome back, but I'm still staring at this image. Here, I'll do it. It's it's truly hair. Yeah, do it. Do you remember how? No. Welcome to Dork Matters. I'm your dad dork. Wait a minute. That's not right. That's you. You're the dad dork. (laughs) Screech, you're probably wondering how I got into this situation. (laughs) It's because of a dirty fingernail and a bug. (laughs) So funny. Why is dirty fingernail such a funny phrase? It's because of a dirty fingernail. My fingernails is nasty and they need to get clipped. That's, I mean, yeah. Welcome back. This is Dork Matters. I'm your dad, Dork host, Ben Rankle, and with me as always, your Ed Dorkator, Lexi Hunt, and her new plus one, (laughs) Boil. Boil the (laughs) Amoil. Oh, it's so gross. <laughs> it's oh, truly awful. It is. Uh, people will wonder why this is the cover art for this oh, I'm episode. I'm so sorry, people. Uh, until they listen. It's going to be great. I've <laughs> saved it already. Uh, maybe we'll draw more things on it. I think we're going to have to. Before we move on to our, our main show here, which we have uh, talked to each other and endeavored to keep clippy and punchy, etc. Uh, why the purple ring drawn around this? I had this? to track the infection to see if it's... Is spreading. Oh, I see. You wanted to see if it was getting bigger and if you were going to have to get John to use the <laughs> the home axe to cut off a yes. limb, save the rest of you, like Evil Dead style. Yes. You'd end up with, with a chainsaw Boom leg. leg. Boomstick leg. Have you read Chainsaw Man? Chainsaw Man? Main? Chainsaw Man? Uh, I recommend Chainsaw Man. It is weird and fascinating. Uh, I'm not sure if I would say it's good necessarily. Uh, I don't know if I got there, but Chainsaw Man is a fascinating bit of comics manga work. Hmm. But that's not what, well, it's sort of what we're here to talk about. We're coming in to talk about game adaptations Mm -hmm. in movies. Uh, And for us, we're going to do video and board games because... We don't want to miss a few really good adaptations here that are worth talking about. And we're going to keep this as punchy as possible. I think we talked about five minutes for each one of these, yeah. but I think we need to keep it to like three if we're going to okay. get through them This all. is going to be like a, a sprint. And I, yeah, it's a sprint. we got to keep going. But okay. I also don't want to lose out on any chance to chat about favorites. So let's just see how it goes. Okay. Um, I want to talk about, as we go through this list, uh, if you don't mind me driving. Do it. Um. If there's any that you're missing that you want to bring up, just text them to me. But I want to give us our our ratings on these movies because you're going to notice a consistent theme. Um, 
So first up is Mortal Kombat 1995. Ah, uh, yes. I am, yeah. Mortal Kombat. It is a classic, a cult classic perhaps, but still a classic. Um, so on Google, you can search a movie and get the ratings overall. So this thing has a 5.8 on IMDb and a 45% overall on Rotten Tomatoes. Which is bullshit. So that's critical review. And then you get to the the little Google users yes. thing. And it's like 83% of people like this movie. We do like this movie. We it's love fun. this movie. Yes. Yeah. I mean, how can you not enjoy Christopher Lambert oh, uh, yeah. in just about anything? What is it that you love about this? I think it is just so 80s. Like everything about it. Like Even the, though it's 1995. Oh, God, is it? <laughs> well, yeah. No, I'm going to stick with it. It's very 80s. Like the yeah. hair. It is. It is just everything you want in an action movie it's entertaining it's fast-paced there's not a lot of dialogue that's like we're here to see people fight Mm -hmm. get on with it and i don't want it to be like this big deep storyline i want it to be surface level just like the video game get into it that's what they do love it uh and did you play the video games um yes at my cousin's house i mean who didn't i mean in the 90s yeah yeah uh what was your favorite babality fatality what was your finishing move? Did you know how to do finishing moves? Because no. I sure as fuck didn't. No, I was a button smasher. Still am proud of it. Yeah, absolutely. The level of coordination required to perform moves in fighting games is so far beyond oh. me. And the people that play fighting games and insist on like no button smashing, you have to actually use the combos properly. Those people off to hell with you because that's not the point of the game. Smash, smash. Let's move on. Come on. <laughs> All right. You know what? I was going <laughs> to argue with that. But smash, smash, let's move on uh, is That's what we're going to do. Yep. So, yeah, we've got a few of these where they end up remade. So we're going on. The next one's going to be Mortal Kombat 2021. Did you watch it? Uh, yeah, I did. All right. And this one uh, holds down here. We've got a 6.1 on IMDb and a 54% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it actually uh, has uh, has the ha- upper hand on on the previous iteration, uh, but only 76% of Google users like this fit. Which um, is shocking. It has no, none of the things that I think is so notable about the 1995 version. Uh, you don't have that banger soundtrack. Uh, you don't have Claymation Goro. You don't have Christophe Lambert, if you in in en français. Uh, you've got Louis Tan as the closest thing. Oh, well, not Louis oh. Tan. There's... Hiroyuki Sanada, who is very famous, but uh, like, you know, you're missing some, some, some charisma here. Louis Tan is fine. He was the guy that wanted to be Iron Fist and didn't get it in the Netflix adaptation. Um, it was a fun movie. I enjoyed it. It was just as dumb as the first one, I think, but a little bit more exciting, a little bit more, had a little bit more of a flow to it. I don't know. Did you like it? Oh, I thought it was great. I like again. I'm not going to an action movie for a really deep, touching story. I want to see someone's face get kicked in. Okay. And it's Mortal Kombat. It's supposed to be entertaining. It's supposed to be otherworldly. And we got that. What yeah. more do people want? Like, yeah. it's it's everything you need in an action movie. And plus, I do think, um, oh, like, my guy, Hiroki, like, he's old and he's still kicking butt. Like, yeah. how old is he? Uh, I'm going to say 62. He is 62. He is 62 years old. So he would have been... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So I was right. So he would have been, let's say, like 58 at the time of the filming, by the time everything's edited and out. If you can do that when you're 58, you deserve all of the praise in the world. He's amazing. Smash, smash, move on. <laughs> wow, it sounds like you want to have sex with everyone. Um, okay. Smash, smash. Button smash. Button, button smash. smash. Okay, we need a little something else for these. So I think the thing mm-hmm. we need to know is Mortal Kombat 1995. Is this a satisfying adaptation? What's the verdict? I say yes. Yeah, I think so. And how about Mortal Kombat 2021? Satisfying? Yeah, I'm sticking with it. I agree. Uh, yeah. They knock somebody through like a level into another level. And if you're even like a mild Mortal Kombat person, that that does it for you. Moving on. Moving on. Bye-bye, Mortal Kombat. Let's do in the realm of street, uh, I was going to say in fighting games, but then I said street. So Street Fighter. Street Fighter, 1994. Street Fighter. Uh, IMDb, 4 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, 11%. 74% of users like this movie. Uh, so we've got a trend here, which is critically not the best, uh, but for what they are, people enjoy this stuff. 
And see, here's a few high marks you get. You get Raul Julia as M. Bison. You get Jean-Claude Van Damme yes. as Giles. Uh, maybe miscast as far as being an American military guy, but uh, Kylie Minogue is in this as Cammy, and even better, we get <laughs> Ming Na Wen as Chun Li. Like this is this is a cast yes. to die for. Uh, it's fantastic. It's fun, um, and uh, you know I'd love to be able to pull out a really good quote from the movie that sucks, but I can't. So I'll just say it was it was fun. It's dumb. It's not good. It's yeah. a blast. I would say for me, a satisfying adaptation. <laughs> you know in a good bad way to borrow some parlance from uh, a different podcast a, a yeah. good bad it's a, good, a bad, yeah. good bad movie a bad bad movie or a movie we kind of like and i'd say a movie we kind of like oh it's a movie that we love i mean y- you can't beat the casting for ming na as chun li because uh, like who who else would have done it at that time i mean there wasn't like major representation of like Asian no, American no. Asian and, women yeah, in movies, exactly. but she was like she's a huge part of I think all of our childhoods. Uh, she's not somebody I really realized was in stuff that I liked as a kid until I was older. So that's interesting. Uh, I had pictures of her on my wall growing up because I got the Disney Teen Magazine, and Amazing. so when she was, I loved her as Mulan, and so I had mm-hmm. pictures of her up on my wall. Fantastic. Yes, I did. Uh, there's been some ad- other adaptations and stuff. We're not going to go into those. Those are the best. Okay. We think this is a worthwhile adaptation. Hell yes. Yeah, yeah. Let's Come give on. it two fists up. Two Wait, fists that up. Doesn't poof, poof. Annihilation. Punch. All right. We're going yeah. on to our next one here. We've got Super Mario Bros. 1993. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this one's particularly time. John Leguizamo. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, Bob Hoskins, yeah. the incomparable. And we also get Dennis Hopper as fucking Bowser. <laughs> so, yeah, I was going to say a version. You know, a version of Bowser, yes, but Bowser nonetheless. I remember reading a story once about him being like, what the fuck am I doing here? What is this? Yeah. Like, you're playing a lizard man. Like, yeah. all right, let's do this. This is a bad movie overall. I think most people agree. Uh, I rewatched it. Yes. Like a month ago just to get ready for the, the newer iteration. And it's fun in a really stupid way. Yeah. Uh, it's got some really great, like, sort of dystopia punk elements mm-hmm. to it that I really, I really jam with. And that friggin', that poster this ain't no game it's it's the two of them standing on that like shiny metal i think that's a drew struzan if i'm not mistaken i don't know oh i'd like to check that now but i think that's a drew struzan poster and if you know drew he is the god of of movie posters i just love that like the 90s and especially early to mid 90s just the era of john leguizamo right like him and spawn like he's great in these dark gritty movies where he has to play somebody that's kind of kind of gross kind of off i mean he's just the sub character he's great yeah i'm not sure if he's a good or bad person at this point um but uh as far as acting and is he i don't know that's what i'm saying i just want to cover my bases and sort of like he's great and it's like he killed three babies yesterday or something Oh, I mean, like, I, I don't know the that movie. Leguizamo's been me too so... Oh, well, Has he? That's a, I, don't I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know. I should be following. Um, and it also gave us those friggin' wild-ass uh, Goombas, just the fucking most hilarious Goombas you've ever seen. I know. Uh, they, they look Gross like too. the Ninja Turtles from the, the Michael Bay Ninja Turtles <laughs> movies. It's... It's a comparison. It's gross, They'll never yeah. live down. What do you think? Is this a worthwhile adaptation? I'm on the fence about it. I'm I'm kind of in like that kind of verdict is hard, right? Yeah. Like because it's not a great adaptation of the source, but it's still a movie we enjoy. It's like it's a cult classic for sure. The, the bubbly of video game movies, like it has the essence. Ooh, oh, the essence of it. What? Where the fuck are you going? The water. With this? You know the, how it's, it's not. The, it doesn't taste the, like I'm orange aware pop. Of it. It, yeah. it it has the. The essence of orange. Yeah, the essence. So it has the essence of Mario. Um, Yeah, it's not a great adaptation. And if that's our sort of criteria, I'd say I'm with you on this. It's not a great adaptation. Is it a sort of cult favorite myth? Oh, yeah. Um, Yes, but not a great adaptation. No, agreed. All right, let's keep going. Super, the Super Mario Bros. movie, 2023. Did you see this one yet? Yes, I did. And this one's holding 7.2 on IMDb and 59% on Rotten Tomatoes. And has made, I think, a billion dollars at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's past Frozen. It's a juggernaut, yeah. Yes, it is. 
Did you enjoy it? Did you like it? What'd you think? Yeah, I thought it was fun and cute and it did what it was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not a particularly big story or, yeah. uh, you know, pathos and whatever. But again, is that what we're looking for? Or do we just want to see Mario run through levels and get a voice? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So we got Chris Pratt as Mario. Very much everyone yes. had problems with that. I think he did fine. He was... Yeah. It was, it was okay. Yeah, he was the the bread of the Mario sandwich here. Like, it's not supposed to be the most no. exciting part. That's never been what Mario's about. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach, fine, whatever, I don't care. Uh, I, like, I beg to differ on that one. I oh, did, yeah? and it wasn't even her. Mm -hmm. It was how Peach, like, her eyes, like, her face, she just didn't look like Peach to me. There was too much emoting, which we're not used yeah, to from Peach. There was way too much. Well, that's, and I think that's the video game yeah. fault, not her fault, because like you said... That's like, it's a movie. She needs to emote. And that's not yes. something we're used to Peach doing because no. they don't really animate her face in the games for the most part. That's true. Uh, I thought Charlie Day as Luigi was like just inspired yep. casting. Uh, he did great. I want, I absolutely want a, uh, like a Luigi's Mansion oh. movie series with him. Like it would just be delightful. And he, like, I really thought that he captured Luigi. And I know we've talked at length about our love for mm -hmm. Luigi and all that he represents. And I thought Charlie Day brought a lot yeah. of life to that character. Yeah, I think we could have gotten a lot more if we'd seen more of him. But he was he was fun. Yes. But the the sleeper, maybe not the sleeper, the best character in the whole movie. Well, hold on. I don't want to get to him yet. What? I just want to shout out Keegan-Michael Keegan Keegan Key, Key. Uh, for his toad, who I thought was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, that he can do that voice, I think, is wonderful. It was frantic. It's not like... Toad from the video games, but Toad from the video games is no one. But uh, was it him doing the voice, or did they like speed it up or alter it somehow? From what I understand, it was just him. Oh, good job! Yeah. Okay, let's get past yeah. that and go to the star of this movie, which is Jack Black oh as God. Bowser. Yes. Like you can tell, he wanted to be there. He wanted to be in this film. He wanted to be this yeah. role. He uh, loved doing it. You can just tell. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Peaches, 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 peaches. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, one of the weirdest things I thought was in the real world, or whatever you want to call it, the New York world, uh -huh. um, where we see Mario and Luigi's family at the beginning. Yeah. And also their bedroom, which makes them out to be like maybe early 20s. But like having this 40 year old Italian yeah. plumber stereotype at the same time, too. Yeah. Like, but his whole family is the exact same looking as him. Uh, so it's really weird to kind of place him in an age. Uh, yeah. They clearly want him to seem younger than he is, but he's, you know, a plumber wearing overalls. Anyhow, good adaptation. Yeah. Yeah, I think Wonderful, so. Yeah. I think it's a very good adaptation. You know, it changes some stuff, but it is, I think, very much the video game. Mm -hmm. All right, let's keep on rolling. Goodbye, Mario. <laughs> Uh, next up, Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. Um, this is this is one that I was very excited for as a kid. Yes. Uh, this holds an IMDb of 6.4 out of 10 and Rotten Tomatoes 44%. Uh, my prevailing feeling after walking out of the theaters was like, what the fuck was that? That wasn't Final Fantasy. Yeah, I mean... How about you? I definitely, like, it looked like Final Fantasy... See, that's the thing. I don't think it looked like I Final Fantasy did. at all. It was like this weird sort of generic sci-fi future. It didn't have any of the steampunkiness or medievalness that I've come to know and love from Final Fantasy. But I cut, I saw element, like just the way that the characters were stylized. It was like as if they were trying to make Final Fantasy characters more mainstream, acceptable. Mm. Because sci-fi, like that type of science fiction was very popular at the time. That kind of very stark look to things. So I thought it was of the time. Yeah, but is that Final Fantasy? Like, well, I mean... What, what games are coming out around the same time? This is... Yeah. 2001. So, like, we have a whole lot. Like, yes. I think FF9 had just dropped at this point. Like, like it's just a real departure for me from what we expect. Now, it does have a lot of Final Fantasy elements in it. We get our Sid. But I... It looks like Final Fantasy kind of now, where mm. it is very oh. serious i kind of feel like it was maybe ahead of its time you know what the kind of vibe of it too does feel yeah. a little bit more like the remake final fantasies we're seeing yes now. that's what i mean like it feels like it should have come out mm. recently okay. versus okay i think it was just it was way too it, it didn't hit 
right at the right time. Mm-hmm. If it came out now, I think people would be more open to it. Mm, I, I just feel like when I think of Final Fantasy, there's got to be somebody with a sword somewhere. Well, I mean, I sent you that video, um, the remake. Well, not a remake. So it's a it's a group of folks who got together to create a trailer or the first couple minutes of Final Fantasy IX where Vivi's walking around with his ticket um, to I Want to Be Your Canary. And it is beautiful. Mm-hmm. So when someone says Final Fantasy to me, that's what I see in my head. Like big, beautiful colors, really kind of quirky characters that mm-hmm. are over the top or neat. So I do agree. Yeah, and I feel like we're missing some of that. Yeah, yeah. I do agree with that. But I still like, I loved it, but it wasn't Final Fantasy to me. Okay, that's where I was going to go with this. So yeah. Does this feel like a Final Fantasy adaptation? It feels like maybe in best, like best terminology, we could suggest that it's a uh, like an installment of a Final Fantasy that didn't really hit the way we wanted, but it doesn't yeah. feel like an adaptation of the Final Fantasy we knew at the time. Yeah. There are crystals, there's spirits, there's like big monsters from another world, there's Sid. Yeah, so you get those things which are important. The cast is also wild. Um, Dean Buscemi, Alec Baldwin, Donald Sutherland is Sin. We get Ving Rhames, uh, Perry Gilpin from... Uh, I hear the blues are calling out. Uh, Fraser, sorry. Yes, there you go. And Ming Na Wen. Hey. Hey. Uh, it was also pretty weird that they stylized the two main characters after Ben Affleck and Kate Hudson, but like, like very much so, like very clearly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was kind of weird. All right. So not a, we're going to call this one not necessarily a successful adaptation. No. All right. Interesting movie. Stylized a little bit. But not, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to watch yeah. it again. Yeah. I think, yeah, you're right. They, they take a swing at hitting mainstream and instead end up alienating, you know, yeah. existing. It was supposed to fans. be like The Matrix, but it wasn't. It was like no, Final Fantasy plays at The Matrix. Yeah. Someday. Well, we got, fa- uh, you know, I wasn't putting this one on the list, but later on we get like Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, that movie, which really feels like it's in that universe. And, yes. Yeah, which was beautiful. A beautiful game. All right, let's move on. Tomb yeah. Raider, Angelina Jolie, twenty zero zero one. I two thousand twenty one. <laughs> Five point seven on IMDb, twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I don't have a user score this time for like Google people, but yeah, this uh, this is the first Tomb Raider. Uh, what did you think of it at the time? Did you enjoy it? Do you love it? I, you know, I was thinking about this on my drive home today. Did I like? I loved it. But I'm not sure if I loved it because I thought it was a good movie or because as an adult looking back in the nostalgia mm-hmm. of the time when it came out, mm-hmm. did I love it because mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed the childhood aspect of it? I don't know. Ah. I really can't tell. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've watched it. Uh, I think there's a few things that I remember, some things that Fiona helped me remember, but like Angelina Jolie, I remember got a lot of praise for her British accent. Yeah. She definitely, they made her look like the character from the video games or the way yes, they did. a bunch of horny 14 year old kids thought that uh, polygonal Laura Croft would look like in real life. Big bitties. <laughs> Big, yeah, except less less pointy than in the game. Yes, I and- they tried to make it out like, no, she's really like a female icon yeah. of like strength. Her boobs are just also massive. Like what? Yeah, why not? Uh, I think they do that well. I think Angelina does a great job with the role and like carries mm-hmm. the film and it's fun to watch. Um, factoids for dads in it as yes. the character's dad. Yes. John Voight. Uh, we also get Ian Glenn, uh, who you may know as Mormont from uh, Game of Thrones. He's in there. Uh, and also... This movie introduces us to Daniel Craig. Does it really? No, I thought Daniel Craig's first thing was in Elizabeth. Oh, isn't Elizabeth later? Oh man, maybe I'm misremembering. I can't remember. Okay, well, I'm going to say it's this one for the simple reason that, as Fiona reminded me earlier today, we are introduced to his character, Alex West, in the shower. Oh. It's sort of a reverse, like, little femme fatale thing, as Fiona put it, a home fatale. And uh, so we get him in, in the shower uh, you know, unclothed. Hello, Alex. I suppose you think I'm a greedy, unscrupulous sellout and do just about anything for money. Yes, that's right. Well, money bit's true, I guess. And like, if you'd asked me if he was in this movie even this morning, I would have been like, no, I'd remember that. But he he's there. Uh, ben. An antagonist. I'm going to burst your bubble here. 
What's that? Elizabeth came out in 1998. Ah, well, was he naked and in the shower in Elizabeth? He was upside down, I think shirtless being slapped because he was the assassin sent by Rome to kill <laughs> Elizabeth and they tortured him. Oh shit, yeah, that's pretty that's I know pretty things sexy about too, Daniel yeah. Craig. Don't don't come unless you're ready to play, Ben. <laughs> I was not ready to play. Uh all right. Well, you know, uh, reintroduce, reintroduce us, us to Daniel us. Craig. Allow me to reintroduce myself. All right. Good adaptation. I would say yes. Uh, I've never been a big fan of the mm-hmm. Tomb Raider games. I find them kind of boring. Uh, the real draw there was a pseudo sexy pixelated, you know, individual for us to all go. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to say, yeah, I think uh, maybe this movie actually exceeds the games, at least for me mm-hmm. personally. I enjoyed it. And I will always think of like that to me is Angelina Jolie. Like that was her defining yeah, role. Yeah, absolutely. That is, I mean, what else has she been in? Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. One and done. One and done. Who is she again? Uh, mm-hmm. She did a sequel uh, as well. But we're yes, going to talk about a different Tomb Raider next, which is the Tomb Raider from 2018 mm-hmm. with Alicia Vikander. Yeah, I didn't see it. I watched <laughs> a couple previews and I watched yeah. some clips on YouTube. But to me, I was just like, I've already seen this. Um, I'm good. So this one's 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb and 53% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it definitely has the the sort of more favorable critical review. And it's probably overall a better movie, I would say, as far as like, is this a serious film? Is it the more fun? Absolutely not. Um, This takes, there's there's a Tomb Raider game that came out more recently where it's supposed to be a more gritty realistic take on the genre and it starts out younger in her life and i think that's what this film was trying to do and start up the franchise again i don't think it hits it i think it's a somewhat workable you know action flick um it's kind of boring yeah like yeah it's kind of by the numbers it it doesn't have anything like it doesn't have angelina jolie to really like you know make make it well, I think the whole draw of video game movies sometimes is that they have to be a little bit quirky or a little bit over the top. Campy, stupid. Yeah, something. There yeah. has to be that element of just like, this is fantastical in Wacky. some way. Yeah. And this it just took itself too seriously. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm going to say probably a faithful adaptation of whichever version yes, of the Tomb Raider series they were going for, but not not a lot of fun for me personally. And it was directed by Roar Uthog, which might be the best thing about it, which I just love that name. I don't know. That's an amazing name. Roar. (laughs) Do you think he just says that every time he introduces himself? I hope he does. Hi, I'm Alice. Who are you? Roar. It's a missed opportunity. What's your name? You know, have some fun with it for God's sake. I'll be called that. Yeah. All right, let's move on. We are on to the board game aspect of this. Like, we're finally hitting into a board game. There's going to be movie stuff again here. But we're doing Dungeons & Dragons 2000. Jeremy Irons, Marlon Wayans, Justin (laughs) Wade, Thora Birch. Thora Birch. We we know Thora, yeah. We know Thora Birch. Justin Whalen is a sort of uh, a working actor that is never really sort of starred in anything and probably didn't again after this. 3.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. This movie, I watched it. Uh, mm-hmm. I was not playing Dungeons yes. and Dragons at the time. I didn't know what was going on. The only person I really knew was Jeremy Irons uh, from some Shakespeare stuff and Marlon Wayans, obviously, from like all the early 2000s, late 90s Wayans Brothers stuff. It was a, a kind of a train wreck of a movie. <laughs> Do you know anything about the history of this film at all? No, other than I love the Wayans. So, uh, so it's, it's directed by somebody named Courtney Solomon, who... It was just a production disaster uh, from start to finish for this thing. Uh, I'm going to do it as quick as possible. But basically, this guy loved Dungeons & Dragons, wanted to turn it into a film, put a lot of effort and time into doing Mm. that, tried to get it to be a big-budget thing with really high-quality directors, and things just went off the rails. Eventually, like after being in production hell for a while, eventually... uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, the brand itself, gets sold uh, to Wizards of the Ooh. Coast, and that changes yeah. the dynamic of the production altogether. 
Uh, eventually, we end up with this guy directing the movie himself because he doesn't have the budget to get anyone else to do it. Uh, and you you eventually, eventually end up with a film that gets made. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's kind of an um, um, interesting story. The story of how it's produced might be more fascinating than the movie that we get. But uh, maybe that's what they should do, like the room. Oh, yeah. Kind like of the movie, making you know? of it. Oh, yeah. That sounds that would great. be interesting. Hmm. Let's put that in our, mm-hmm. our future projects. We're going to do Holy that. Holy shit. That would make a really good side pod. Like Wouldn't it? the making yeah, it really of Dungeons would. and Dragons and just try to interview people and talk to them about it. All right. <gasps> all right let's put a, let's put a pin that? in this no, for later. TM, TM. That's, that's TM, ours. TM, that's TM, dips. TM. OC, do not steal. <laughs> we will sue you. I don't know how, but we, we will, will sue. Sue. Ben will figure it out. Sue. Sue. <laughs> sue. <laughs> Uh, if you say Sue three times is standing in a dark bathroom while going in a circle, the candy man will come out and scratch your eye. I thought like a little piglet would just jump through. Oh, that makes more sense. That's funnier. Okay. The, the mirror. You so know? Yeah. not a great adaptation of Dungeons and Dragons as I know it now. And yet also maybe a great adaptation of Dungeons and Dragons as I know it now. It's just sort yeah. of, you know, is what it is. It's another iteration yep. of an adventure. So uh, I'm going to call it a good adaptation. Why not? Yeah. Okay. I accept that. And that will take us to what we really want to talk about, which is uh, the current Dungeons and Dragons film, 20 and 23. Yes. 20 20- Honor Among Thieves. Yeah. Uh, which is just sort of a surprise hit. Like, oh, I loved the hell out of this movie. Yes. Yeah, same. Uh, IMDb 7.3 out of 10. 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the the vibe from the community is that this is a movie that was made uh, with, you know, an actual shit given to yes. D&D, maybe by people that actually played it, had some understanding of it, loved it. Uh, yeah, it's a real great term. We get Sophia Lillis from, like, the new iterations of It, uh, Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, yeah, uh, Roger Jean Page, who I guess is on the possible... Um, James Bond thingy as like just the greatest like ridiculous paladin character uh, Justice Smith as well as a wizard so yeah it's a it's a fun film I mean you haven't even it's Hugh Grant Hugh Grant Hugh, Hugh Grant, Grant plays an Hugh amazing Grant. spoiler alert spoilers spoilers an amazing villain more of that yeah, I mean, he is oh, Hugh Grantie yes. at his Hugh Grantiest. Fuck that whole line about the tea is just oh, so I, fantastic. Like, just like hot, scorching hot. It really doesn't need to be this hot. Like, just teeth all over the place. There's so many uh, parts of the movie that were just made with such a like a love for D anD D, and I think that's what ultimately this all comes down to is making movie adaptations of games from a place Mm -hmm. of love and understanding you can tell when someone is given something to produce to direct write whatever and they're kind of like what the hell is this yeah they're just trying to slap a name on it to make it work yeah but then people who understand it and this was like people understood this and i my favorite thing is as i've talked about before my lack of understanding for bards as a choice and so the fact that the bard yeah is chris pine i thought was great and i was like i get it now yeah he's sort of an interesting uh to borrow some parlance from the the game itself uh sort of dual dual builds he's like a rogue slash uh bard um yeah we get that fantastic scene with the you know (laughs) magic version of him playing the lute hopping around and just it didn't go where i expected it to go from the previews uh it's just so much fun. And uh, so I made a huge faux pas. I watched this movie by myself, and it was supposed to be a date night movie. Oh. You know, and, <gasps> How dare you, sir? I'd like to take this moment to publicly apologize yes. to her. I've done it privately, but oh. uh, publicly, Fiona, I'm sorry I watched this on my phone sitting in the living room across from you instead of. On your phone? Oh, Ben. Instead of downstairs on our TV together. I'm as disappointed God in you, friend. For the first time? Well, yeah. Actually, I don't think I've ever been disappointed in you until this moment. Well, you have to care about somebody to be disappointed <laughs> in them. Shut up. 
All right. I think this is a great adaptation. It's a fun film. Oh, Go watch yeah. it. Can't wait to see them do more of this. Yes. I think it was like a real surprise. Uh, and I was delighted yeah, by it. Agreed. Uh, fingers crossed for a good sequel. What we talked about there about loving the material uh, made me want to jump ahead a little bit on my personal list to a little movie called Battleship. Which is, yes, in fact, uh, based on the, do you call it a board game? It's a tabletop game. A tabletop game, yeah. Yeah, uh, 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. I find those shockingly high, Ben, I'm not going to lie. Did you watch this? Yes, I did, and I couldn't get I through it. I did too. Oh, my God. oh it's so bad. Uh, <laughs> you know, one point, we don't need to belabor this movie. <laughs> it has... It has a bunch of people you don't really remember. Uh, mm-hmm. It has Liam Neeson for some reason. Uh, you do get an Alexander <laughs> Skarsgård <laughs> as a role that just nobody cares about. And then for some reason, Rihanna, uh, she's there. She's giving it a go. That's what I was like. What are we What are we doing here, friends? What What's up? A completely unbelievable naval officer, uh, Rihanna, um, just does not suit that role, doesn't sell it. The one point that I want to give them that I appreciate is how they work the fucking pegs from the board game into the movie, which is just these giant alien space missile things that like fly down and hit the ships <laughs> and then release some shit, if I remember correctly. Yeah. This is a travesty of a film. This is a sort of alien invasion action film that they're like, hey, let's slap Battleship on this and see if Milton yeah. Bradley will give us some cash. <laughs> it's, a, it's a disastrous film. I mean, I wish... It's just so dumb. But- Dumb, not from like a place of not fun, not dumb. fun dumb. Dumb as in, dumb, dumb. Uh, we don't believe, yeah, cynical in the way of like, we don't think our audience is worth giving a shit yeah. about. Uh, we just need to put a movie out. We paid for these rights. It is if like a Michael Bay explosion. I feel like it's insulting. Is it a Michael Bay film? It's not, is it? I, if it was, I'd be like, well, I mean. There was a lot of explosions for no reason. I would say it would be... uh, No, it's not a Michael Bay film. Maybe he produced it or something. Who knows? No, he's not even on the producer's list. This is an attempt to Michael Bay, and you can't even Michael Bay properly. Like, this is a real... You didn't do it. You didn't do it. You did a bad job. Hang your head in shame. Uh, It's it's not great. It's a bad... Is it a good adaptation of the board game, though? What do you think? No. (laughs) Yeah. What would you have done differently? Would it actually have been about kids like playing battleship that get transported yeah. to a real war or something? Jumanji style? I think that would have been a million times better, Ben. Yes, you should be hired to remake it because that right there was better. We just broke this. All right. Do you hear that, Hollywood? It's time to bring me in. TM. I'm ready. TM. I don't think we can TM yeah. something owned yeah, by other people, but let's give it a shot. TM, TM, TM. Don't touch it. OC. Uh... Let's move on. What's next on my list? Uh, let's go back into my order here. I wanted to do Sonic the Hedgehog. Da-na, 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 da-na. So, did you watch this? I did, and I loved it. I thought it was excellent. Yes. I loved it, too. I fucking thought it was a blast. Uh, absolutely a blast. Uh, surprisingly good. Like, I knew yeah. I was going to watch it. I've always been a huge Sonic the Hedgehog fan. I was a Nintendo person, but, like, whenever I got my hands on a Game Gear, I played the hell out yeah, of that. Yeah, Sega. So- uh, Saga Genesis. Genesis. Say it? Yeah, see, this is the problem when you have a wife that makes a famous comic that's on very similar to Sega. We just keep dropping him. Oh. You can't say did, either anymore. Wait a second. Say it? Does, saga. Do you know what? someone who writes Saga? Uh, I do know the person that writes Saga. <laughs> I more biblically know a person who draws saga hey sorry again fiona my second public apology to my wife (laughs) in one episode okay you know what let's throw this in anyhow no way oh god there it is just get the trifecta it's been a while sonic the hedgehog was great you get jim carrey at his jim carriest in like forever he is just hamming the shit out of things this is where he's supposed to be and that's what i i want roles like when he was count olaf in lemony snicket and like this is the perfect opportunity for Jim Carrey to just let loose and be him. I love it. Are you in charge here? Yes, I nope. am. Wrong. Ma- I'm in charge. Is Me. Major 
Ben charge. Yeah, not. I don't want to get off topic too much, but yeah, I feel like the problem with him in Lemony Snickers was more the movie uh, didn't didn't hold up to him. I beg to differ, but we'll come back to that for another time, Ben. Oh, really? Okay, we can do a we can do a sad Snicket's uh, episode at some point. It's so sad. I will talk Snicket for days, son, for days. Unlike Sonic the Hedgehog, vroom, 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 Ben Schwartz absolutely inspired casting as Sonic. Oh, wonderful. Great pick. Yes. So good. James Marsden, not sure why he's there, but why not? He's fun. I enjoy him. He's he's yeah. always like a fun surprise. Oh, James Marsden's in this. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, oh, there's some chocolate on this. Yes. That's a chocolatey center. That's James Marsden. Yeah. You're biting into something that you didn't expect to be filled with James Marsden. And there it was. <laughs> and this you're is, good with it. It's okay. This is more sexual than it should be, but hey, well, it's James Marsden. It's James Marsden. Why Martin. not? Yeah. I mean, the man was born to play Cyclops. Uh, he really Absolutely was. perfect. Uh, let's just appreciate James Marsden in that for a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to be confused with what's his face. James Marsters from Buffy. Um, yeah. Those are two different people. Yeah. This isn't Spike. The name's... This name sound. But speaking of spikes, back onto Sonic. Yes. Uh, he is spiky. The redesign, thank God for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you saw what Sonic looked like before. Horrifying. Uh, going back to the beautiful, uh, you know, video game slash cartoon character look. Uh, it saved it. It's just a fun movie. Like, yeah. there's a little bit of like preamble that happens in like whatever chaos world or whatever before Sonic comes to Earth. Uh, I don't know if I needed that or whatever, but it doesn't matter. In the end, it's just a fun film. Mm-hmm. Um, and then briefly the second one does what it needs to do, which is gives Jim Carrey even more time to like chew scenery and smush around and be hilarious. And you get Idris Elba's knuckles, arguably his best role. I mean, you know? the man can play Luther, but can he play <laughs> knuckles? See, this is the thing. Know. This Here is me. like, yeah, for movies, I think this might be his best role. I, I love the man. I think that he can do no wrong. And when, again, when I heard that he was doing the voice, I thought that's got to be a joke. Pleasantly surprised, twasn't. No, he's surprisingly good and doesn't yeah. uh, take away from the character. Like, you might expect him to phone in a performance as a red echidna uh, in Search of Chaos Emeralds, but he does not. He, yeah. he does the job. I was expecting more of you. You're unskilled, untrained. And unworthy. Uh, the movie's better for it. It's a real, real fun set of flicks. It's a treat. I'm glad I watched them both. They're, yeah, they're just They're just so much fun. Uh, good adaptation, I'm going to call them. Yeah. If you had to adapt that video game into a movie, I think they did an absolutely swell job. Absolutely. Absolutely tootly. Um, the one I want to do next, I actually almost forgot to talk about. You know what? Let's hit our break and we'll come back. Okay. Who's that Pokemon? Okay, are you ready? Yes. The silhouette is sort of round with a tall thing and another tall thing off the top of the round thing. And then the body's... Is it Jim Carrey? It is not Jim Carrey. Good guess. Okay. Um, And then below the initial circle, there's another wider circle. And off of that Mm. circle, there's sort of a jagged line. And then on the top of the circle, there's sort of another half circle. Is this from the Sonic Empire, though? It is not. This is an oh, actual really don't know. Pokemon. <gasps> oh, oh! Okay, I'll pay attention again. Wait, wait. Is it... Okay, I'm feeling like it's some type of electric Pokemon or magnetic Pokemon. Oh, oh, oh. That just gave me oh, shivers. Okay, okay. That's my way of saying you're on the right track. Ooh, okay. Got a little got, jolt. Got, got a wee jolty on. <laughs> 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 That's a very good Thank Jim Carrey there. You. <laughs> Is that more? Uh, I don't know I don't what know. that was. I think it's I'm good. tired, it's so I do apologize for that type of uh, whatever. Going with it. Do not go in oh, there. God. That's not a. Okay, keep going with the. I, that's the silhouette I gave it to you. Uh, I'd give it to you again if you want. Yeah, one more time. All right, so it's sort of the circle. Two lines at the top, sort of like pointy things, and then a half circle oh. on top of that circle. And then below the circle is a wider sort of oval circle. And then off of that oh. is sort of a jagged oh, circle like poking out is. from it. And then off of that circle, there's like a little bit of like half circle, half circle. And then at the bottom, there's some more little circles. Is it Electabuzz? 
It's not Electabuzz. Uh, you know, that's an okay guess, though. I think you're going to feel a little bit annoyed when you hear this one because you probably should have gotten it. Who is it? Don't. It's Detective Pikachu. Fudge. I didn't say the F word, Jess. I said fudge. And everyone's very thankful. Nobody on this podcast or that listens to this podcast cares about your swearing except for you. But that's me. <laughs> the answer is it's Detective Pikachu. Da-na-na-na-na. Detective Pikachu. Pika Pika. Oh. Um, I wanted to get this yeah. because coming off of Sonic, this is another one of those ones that is just surprisingly better than expected for me. You know, we watched the movie and uh, I remember we were watching it in our basement. And as soon as it ended, John looked at me and went, that was really good. It's a good movie. It's a great movie. Uh, the premise is just wild. Oh, You're just sort of like, what's happening? Why? Did like- you not get a little teary when it shows the Pokemon and real people like existing in the world together like i got a little bit like oh my god a little emotional oh it was beautiful yes yeah i was like take me out of here yeah. i want to go there that's, i want to live in I'm that world i never wanted to live in this world i've always been a pokemon boy take me down to the pokemon city where the grass is green and the girl i don't know <laughs> take take me to the poke world please <laughs> we're gonna write some lyrics uh, we we got something for this, and the guard chomps are pretty. No, um, yes, yeah. I usually can do this. Uh, good job, Justice. You're making a name for yourself in the in the game adaptation world for being a nice little like a pleasant dork, and we love dorks here. A pleasant dork. <laughs> uh, yeah, we do definitely love, we love the dorks. dorks. Let's see if we justice. get Justice Smith on here. If we call him a dork a few more times, <laughs> Justice, come chat with us about dork stuff. Uh, yeah, it's just like when I first heard about this, it was like, what are you doing? Like, you're going to bring Pokemon to the world in this weird genre thing that doesn't make any sense? Well, and I never really got into Detective Pikachu games. And so I was like, of all the Pokemon franchises to go through, I thought that was an odd one. And then when I watched it, I was like, yes, that's why you did it. It's so weird. How yes. perfect it is as an introduction to sort of the Pokemon world for everybody. And yeah, Ryan Reynolds tears it up as as yep. Pikachu dad. Spoilers. Spoiler. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, it's just a fun flick. It's a great, like, sort of like solidly written story where we get a beginning, middle, and end, which is like missing in so many films nowadays. Um, you know, the biggest controversy about the movie is when Jigglypuff came out and had fur. I remember thinking, like, I always kind of thought that. Jigglypuff would have the skin of like a balloon, right? Well, no, of like a clammy. Like there are these toys that were around in the nineties that were soft. They kind of looked like dragon's eggs, and they were kind of clammy and soft. Do you know what I'm talking about? Not at all. Okay, if I was going to liken it to anything, it would be like those hands that you got from the dollar. Oh, that, the sticky the hands. Sticky hands. Please. I thought yeah, from it, the Gashapon machines. Yes, yeah, like almost like gecko skin. That's oh, what I thought they would kind of have like gelatinous gecko like features, if that makes sense to you. I just looked at them and was like, Jello incarnate. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't do a lot to make it look fuzzy, no. did they? No, they really didn't. No. Um, but I think they work. Uh, you get some really great gags in there with like the A palms and stuff like that. Oh, and like yes. Charizard battle for Pikachu and like just wild. We get new fucking two for some reason and it works like it's just i mean why not hey it's so weird and the mr mime interrogation is just genius it's a beautiful beautiful bit of cinema it's because people who made the movie love the franchise and understood it right how could they not how could you expect them to not have loved this like you can't watch this and go like yeah these people hate pokemon don't get them that's the thing and that's what i've learned if anything from rupaul's drag race the roasts episodes or the ones Mm. where they have to impersonate someone if you're not doing it from a place of love it comes across as vapid mean and bad and I feel like that's some of these movies miss. And that's the thing that we love about yes. Lower Decks so yeah. much is that like so it much. loves yeah. Star Trek, right? Like we see that there as well. All right, let's mm-hmm. keep going. We don't want to belabor anything, but like Detective Pikachu, thank you for existing. You're a blast. We could talk about it forever. Yeah. Let's get to one of the earliest adaptations that I can remember. I know where this is going. Uh, Double Dragon, yeah. 1994. Ooh. 
Double Dragon was a game I spent so much time playing as a kid. Uh, I had a family friend who had like an arcade, uh, like actual like an arcade cabinet with a game on it. And then I had a friend Jari whose house we'd go to and play Double Dragon in his basement all the time. It was like just a fun game. So I remember being super excited for this PBS as a kid. And I don't remember anything about the film, so that probably tells you what kind of staying power it had. Well, no kidding, because I feel like you'd remember that Andy Dick was in it. <laughs> I did not. Holy shit, what? Uh, 3.9 out of 10 on IMDb and 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. Who is Andy Dick in this? Andy Dick plays the smog caster comedian. I can't even... No, sorry, the smog cat. Uh, yeah, like... I have no recollection of who that is in this thing. Small caster. But it's just yeah. like, it's such an interesting mix of people. Vanna White is in it. Yeah, yeah. Right? Scott Wolf. I mean, Alyssa Milano. Scott Wolf is, uh... What is that Five thing? The Fives family or whatever? Is that what he Party is Party Five, Ben. Don't act like you don't know. Party of Five. Five's Family. No, it's called Five's Family. The remake. We're doing it now. Scott Wolf TMTM. as Billy Lee. Mark? I think the real, yeah, you're getting there. The real yeah. treat for me in this is Mark Dacascos. Dacascos. From Iron Chef fame. Yeah, Iron Chef America only. Yes, amazing. John Wick. Uh, yes, yes, John Wick as well. And we get, uh, you know, Mulder's replacement, Robert Patrick. <gasps> yes, Brotherhood of the Wolf. That's what he was in. He was Manny. Thank you. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Are we still going on Mark D? Yeah, I'm just looking. Like, that man has been in so many things. Oh, he's he's, he's got yes. a career. Dude has been in, like, everything. Yeah. Uh, he is not an unknown person, but he, it was just that one role as the Iron Chef host that was just, this is just like, it's like, what? <laughs> like, okay. I'm doing this now. And I think part of it is that it ruined the original Iron Chef for me because I always assumed the chairman in the original Iron Chef was actually a person, like a real person who set this whole thing up. Yeah, he was an actual chairman of a company. <laughs> I thought he was. I thought he was just like the chairman. Yeah, the chairman. He has all this money and he really needs to make a competition for chefs. And so he made this show. And uh, yeah, my, oh, my illusion was pop, my bubble. Yeah, disappointing. Uh, I can't remember this enough to say whether it was a good adaptation or I mean, not, like, but uh, sure, why if not? Any, it's the nostalgia. Yes. It, it happened. I don't remember it. Uh, I'm looking at some pictures, though, and there's some wild outfits in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... You know, maybe I'll give this a watch again. Who is that as uh, the main female character? The blonde one? Yeah. Is that Alyssa Milano? Why didn't she list it in the cast list here? The early 90s were just a hell of a time. She is in the cast. Oh, there she is. I missed her. I was too busy looking at Nils Allen Stewart, who is Bo Adobo number one. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Bo Abobo number one. All right, let's move on. I'll I'll watch it again just to see. Um, I wanted to do basically one of my favorite movies ever in the entire universe, uh, which is Clue, the movie. Yep. Madeline Kahn, Tim Curry, Colleen Camp, Leslie Ann Warren, Michael McKean, Christopher Lloyd, uh, and Eileen Brennan. It's just like a fantastic film. I have a poster on my wall. Um, I have the, the vinyl in my studio. Like I think about this movie basically daily. It is one of mm-hmm. my favorite films to ever, ever exist. Uh, it is just fucking fun, frantic, and a real blast. Do you like it? I really like it, and that's um, why I, my school did a play of Clue this year, mm-hmm. and I thought they did an amazing job that paid great homage to the movie. I thought you were going to say great rates to the actors. Great rates. Oh, they did. Um, but just, I thought they did a really great job of recreating the essence of the film because the film, like, it was quirky, it was fun, it was done in, in, in from a place of love. Yeah, oh, definitely. And it's got like one of the coolest. Uh, it's just frantic. It's so great. It's so yeah. funny. It keeps going. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It's beautifully shot, you know, for what it is, and mm-hmm. just fun. Uh, adapted from Cluedo, as you know. Mm-hmm. Cluedo. <laughs> the British the British name for Clue, the game of Clue. Is it a good adaptation of the game? Why not? I mean, yeah, sure. you get all the pieces. It's it's not just a good adaptation, it's great. It's the adaptation. You get all the named characters, you get all the rooms that are on the board, you get all the weapons and everything, and you solve the murder at the end. A little trivia for this one that I love is that it was filmed with two different endings uh, so that it 
It didn't get spoiled. Love it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Literally one of my favorites ever in the entirety of anything. Yeah, love it. Mm-hmm. It's great. Good adaptation. Let's move on. Perfect. Next, we're going to go to something that deeply hurts me and I haven't actually watched, but I still want to talk about it, which is the adaptation of Uncharted. Uh, Ooh, I haven't watched it and I haven't played it, so I don't have an opinion. Okay, well, I'll do this one very quickly then. Okay. Uh, the enti- I have not been able to bring myself to watch this movie because it looks like such a generic sort of action-adventure flick that just happened to slap Uncharted on it. And Uncharted to me is like the absolute god tier of, of video games for me. Like it is... It is a game that I connected with and had so much fun with in a way that like I hadn't with other series in a very long time. Mm. It's cinematic. Uh, Nathan Drake is just such a lovable character. The game is fun. The mechanics are fun. It's beautiful. And so uh, I don't ever want to actually watch this film because I think it I get will that. bring the games down in my esteem. Mm-hmm. That's very fair. All right. You have no opinion, so let's move on. Perfect. The next one, and I would say this is the last for me, unless you got anything you want to add on. I have one. Okay, do you want to do yours first? <laughs> Since no, I you do yours first. Okay. Warcraft 2016. Did you watch this movie? I'm getting a... I I'm starting didn't. to sus- suspect you did not. I'm not a Warcraft person. I have great respect for it, yeah, but I, I'm not a Warcraft, Warcraft person. Because Henry Cavill talks about it with such love. Oh, yeah. And The Witcher, but not the Netflix series. Yeah. Well, we could talk about that, yeah. Yeah, we should do a Netflix, uh, or sorry, just a generally Witcher episode, shouldn't we? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that uh, Full Stop wants to come on to talk about The Witcher, so. Yes, that's true. That has always been a thing we've been planning. Maybe for the season finale of this. <gasps> oh, yes, let's do that. Yeah, Warcraft, um, it was it was okay. It was not great. Uh, the main character is sort of forgettable and unlikable, uh, which is a weird thing to do when Warcraft has this like deep lore and history of, of much more interesting characters that they've written. Warcraft is just a game I've been playing since I was like 10. And uh, yeah, you know what? I think it was an okay adaptation, um, but it could have been better. And like you really had to fumble this one to not turn it into a big franchise, which is what it was supposed to be. Yeah. And it's surprising that they weren't able to land this one. I believe it is directed by, uh, yeah, Duncan Jones, Bowie's son himself. Hmm. You know, has made a bunch of wonderful films. Uh, he did, uh, you know, Moon, which was amazing. So amazing. Great movie. Yeah. I have to assume there's a lot of something. Something went wrong there. Maybe too many cooks in the kitchen or something. But yeah, it's it's missing something and doesn't quite land. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is too bad because I was looking forward to it. That's it for me. What's your one that you wanted to add here, Lex? Uh, my last one of the evening is the Werewolf Within movie, which is fairly recent, uh, based on the video game which came out. Oh my gosh, I'm just going to pull it open here. Wow, well, I, I know I know nothing about either of these. Really? Okay. Yeah. I love, love, loved this movie. So Werewolf Within the Game actually came out in 2016, but I'm likening it back to the card game, actually. So Werewolf, if you've played it, I'm sure you have, or some iteration of it. I have. Is that related to Werewolves Within in some It is, yes. Oh, okay. So um, the game itself, I'm thinking of the card game specifically, but someone is a werewolf in the village and you have to try to determine who it is. And that's the premise of the video game. And that is the premise of the film. And the film came out, it's a Netflix uh, film that came out a few years ago. Yeah, no, I love Werewolves. I think it's a fantastic game. Uh, I hadn't heard about Werewolves Within, and I didn't realize that was what they adapted. Yeah. So it's a 2001 Netflix comedy horror with Sam Richard- Richardson as the main character, Finn, um, with some really incredible cast members. If you watch um, What We Do in the Shadows, uh, Harvey Guillen, Guillen. If you ever watch 30 Rock, Cheyenne, Jackson, and then some other like great, great people that you've seen in like bit roles before. The movie is hilarious. It's cute. It's happy. But it's also that kind of uh, campy horror that I think we've talked about our great love for in the past. And so wonderful adaptation. I loved it deeply. And I hope that everyone watches that movie. Okay, so... I have a few questions. So we're talking, to clarify, it's uh, Werewolf Within is some sort of a take on One Night a Werewolf? No, the game is called Werewolves Within. Yeah. The, like, it's a 2016 
Ubisoft. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, VR thing. But I thought you meant that that was based off of the uh, One Night Werewolf game where you have to decide, like when you're sitting around at a party and you have to decide yes. like who the werewolf yeah. is and who's helping them. Yeah. Oh, it, oh, it is. Yeah, that's basically what the game is based off of. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So do you get roles in the movie? Like, is there a doppelganger and other stuff? There are, Ben. There's some great Whoa. roles. There's people that play these different kind of shticks. Like, there's the um, the hunter. There is the, town the, drunk. Part, like, the town drunk. Yes. And that's what oh. I love about it is it's so true to the essence of the game. Okay. I'm really love curious it. to yeah. see how they do that and how they make that work. So let's check it out. Let's it's yep. a good adaptation then? Love it. Perfect. Well, that's that. We did it. We went through uh, literally every adaptation of a game <laughs> or board game ever made. We did not. There's a whole bunch we're missing. <laughs> There's tons left, yeah. Didn't have time or didn't see like Resident Evil. I can barely remember the first oh, one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Silent Hill, I'm too scared to play, so I didn't watch the adaptation <laughs> either. I don't know if there's any other ones we missed. There's tons. You can let us know about that and we can talk about them maybe someday. Before we go, is there one thing or one game or one video game you like desperately want to see adapted into a movie. Hungry, hungry hippos. <laughs> I think that's actually happening. I, you know what? If they do it in the spirit of like Rampage or something, I'll watch it. Did you watch Rampage? Because I was going to put that on here. I liked the idea of it. But you didn't watch the movie. I watched parts of it. Okay. Because I love the fucking game. It was like one of my yes. first video games. Like I'd spend. So many quarters at Southland Leisure Center playing that game uh, when I was a kid. And uh, the movie just, like, it can't hold up to that for me. How is it going to reach the peaks of storytelling that our climb a building, punch it, try not to fall? If they could take the essence of Sonic and the essence of Rampage and cram it together to make Hungry Hungry Hippos, I'd be happy camper. You know what Hungry Hungry Hippos is going to be? It's just going to be Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> And Kevin Smith. <laughs> uh, in a pseudo Jumanji, yeah, a pseudo Jumanji flick where they like get dropped into a forest and hippos try to eat them and they have to escape. I mean, you're right. Yes. And I'd watch that. I would absolutely. You know what? Let's make this a daily double. It's happening. Yeah. <laughs> the movie that we need and want is Hungry Hungry Hippos. Uh, somebody get on that. Adapt it. And until next time. <laughs> Hungry, hungry, hungry. Hippo. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Dork Matters. If you like the podcast, subscribe, give us a rating, and tell your friends about us. If you are a fellow dork and have a dork issue that you think we need to discuss, tell us on our social media. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. You can also check out original art and other content from Ben and myself. We'd like to say a big thank you to Yabra for the use of our theme song, Dance, off of their Astral EP as well as a thank you to Jess Schmidt for producing and editing our podcast. Thanks, Jess. Dork Matters. This podcast is created on the traditional territories of the Blackfoot Nations, which includes the Siksika, the Begaini, and the Gaina. We also acknowledge the Stony Nakoda Nation, Sutena, and Métis Nation Region 3.